You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Uh, just a quick question for you. If you were to go to the beach today and came back and you all, if I got you all, everybody listening to this right here, right now, I got you all to write a paragraph about the trip. Say we went to the same beach, swam in the same water, stood on the same sand. You know, and I know, that your paragraph, all of you would write something different. If I asked you to tell me what you saw, what the experience was like, all of you would write in different ways about what you saw, even though it's the same beach with the same people. Um, Some of you would highlight how cold it was. Some of you would say how warm it was depending on what you're used to. <laughs> Some of you about talk about all the sand in your shoes. Some of you would have a divine spiritual experience watching the waves. Some of you explain the surf in a different way because you know about the surf. Some of you talk about the surfing conditions, if it was safe or not safe. Some of you talk about how you love being outdoors with everyone in the sun and then others would talk about their allergies and how they did not like being outdoors in the sun. Some of you who had nicknames for places. If we went down to the one beach, some of you would have local names for that beach. The coast, the beach, the water, the surf. With Burley Church or Burley Church of Christ or with my local church or with my community or with my tribe. Same trip, same beach, same people, all true. Now imagine for me (laughs) what it would look like if we spent three years with jesus and we wrote that down this is exactly how the gospels are four different perspectives all true all accurate but telling it from each of their own views and so as we open today because we're gonna have a look in a new series we're gonna have a look at the the book of luke the question, and it's only kind of a, a short thought today, but a really important one if you're going to journey with us in this series, is what's the story Luke wants to tell? Obviously all true, obviously an account of Jesus, but what's his perspective? Why did he go ahead and write another gospel after the others, or some of the others, were written? All right, well, let's look at what we know about Luke. Luke's a physician, and so he does add details about things like a doctor would. He is the disciple of Paul. So he's not an eyewitness to Jesus, but obviously grew up around that time and is obviously responding to the current records and stories of that time from all the early witnesses, from the early church. And he wants to take an orderly account both of Jesus and then actually Luke wrote, Luke and then Acts, which were the same book, but they've been split into Luke and Acts of the Apostles. He went to write an orderly account of this full story of the early church. Luke uses a lot of the Gospel of Mark's work. Some scholars claim up to 50% of his work was taken from Mark's account. But here is Luke writing from Mark's and other accounts for a reason. He wasn't just wasting his time. He didn't want to just write the entire Mark again. There is a reason he's put the stories in this order, in this way, to ask us or answer a question. I wonder what that was. 
Well, don't wonder for too long because he tells us. Let me read here. Luke chapter 1. If you've got your Bibles there or your apps, open them up. Luke chapter 1. Let's take a look as we begin and explore this account from Luke. In as much ways, sorry, in as much as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the things that have been accomplished amongst us. There we go, Luke, recognizing, stopping there, that many have written, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Philippus. Lucky no one here is called Philippus because I've just butchered your name. But even though, still, he's written this account for this guy. That you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. Look at that. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been the field amongst us. And then down there, four, so that you may have certainty of the things you have been taught. A couple of weeks ago, we posed the question, why bother doing Christian church? Especially in some of the seasons we've been facing now, why bother? Before we talked about um, giving ourselves to the kingdom work. Why bother? And there's lots of these questions going around in culture at the moment. Why bother doing this? Why bother gathering? Why bother meeting like this? And we looked at those questions a couple of weeks ago. And we're not alone because there's, I mean, I read in an article the other day, a guy picks 40% of the millennial generation are about to swap jobs in this current climate or are swapping jobs. This season is making every aspect of everything people are rethinking. Is it worth giving ourselves to these things they're asking? Not just church, not just Christianity, not just faith, but everything is being stirred up in this season. And so what a time here at Burley Church, or wherever you are attending those listening, rather than just sweeping those questions <laughs> under a mat somewhere, let's be a church that asks those questions deeply. Don't ignore them. Let's ask them well. And so over the next however long as we unpack this book, and of course we're going to come up against our transformation track at certain times, but continually in between different series, we're going to journey through Luke and ask, and I encourage you to ask questions deeply invite you to ask questions deeply and i i ask you to ask this question of yourself seriously today because this is what luke wants to tell you this is why luke compiled this book this is the whole reason that he's told the stories in these ways he wants you to ask the question were things really fulfilled that's not the question but that's type what he's part of he's asking and have certainty around it and I guess to kind of put that into one question is, is Jesus enough?
now, if you're a Christian, you've been in church for a long time, you're going to instantly give me the correct answer. That's not what I'm looking for. I know that I've asked many of you here, many of you listening, you'd say yes. But that's not deep stirring. That's not, that's not going away with reflection. I'm not looking today for me to say, is Jesus enough? And you all go, yes, he is, with as much vibrato as possible. That's, that's, that's not going to help. <laughs> I, I'm stoked. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I'm stoked. But I'm asking you, in every aspect of your life, in everything this world is facing at the moment, even if the answer is still yes, and I believe it is for many of you, I'm asking you to ask afresh upon all your family dynamics, upon all the struggles you're facing. Is Jesus enough? Is what I'm asking us to ask afresh in this series. Luke here wants to write an account of the things he has heard about, some of the things he has experienced, and some of the things he has seen in his own life. He wants to convince the reader, at least reassure them, that everything has been fulfilled. All the Leviticus law that we've read through the last six months, all the brokenness through history, all the brokenness of today and into the future, the things we don't understand, the things that are confusing, the things that you're wrestling with. He wants to convince you that this man, Jesus, was the fulfillment of that and more. Let me scratch away at this a little bit, a little bit more. Because I know 98% of you would have no problem in saying, yeah, Jesus is enough. But I wonder how many of us, especially in a season like this, have a diverse portfolio. <laughs> what do I mean? What am I talking about? Diverse portfolio. In the book of Galatians, we see people have a diverse portfolio. We see the church, it's a great example. You see converted Jews and Gentiles alike confessing Jesus, a lot like today. But we find that the Jews are still practicing the law out of duty and their commitment to the law out of duty. And they're trying to even convert Gentiles to the things they were doing, saying, yeah, 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 Jesus is enough, but you should also do this as well. It's completely right through human history. <laughs> we're smart creatures. It's only natural that we might put a fair bit of stock in Jesus. But what if it's not legit, right? What if there's another God <laughs> or another thing that we should be pursuing as well? Like pursuing the good life so we put our stock in Jesus, but we also make sure we have a pretty comfortable life. We pursue notoriety. Fame is a better way to say it. <laughs> Status. Influence. Yeah, I want to follow Jesus like with most of my life, but I also want to just make sure I've got a little bit of stuff in empire and pleasure. Wouldn't mind doing a little, making a brand or name for myself. <laughs> platform again that's not bad stuff to do but when there are side gods with a little case g it's truly unfulfilling it's a non-transformative way to live it's you're diversing your portfolio you stand for nothing that's not what luke is asking i want you to uh, know that jesus is kind of enough as long as you got some money behind you and a, a good setup a good house <laughs> no Today I ask the question, this series asks this question, is Jesus enough? 
here's a silly 30-something-year-old male example. And I know most of you, my eyes might glaze over, but it, it interests me and hopefully it at least said, it helps you understand what I'm trying to say here. I just read this story recently of a guy who got a $250,000 loan out. Young, young guy, single, nothing else going on, got a $250,000 loan out um, and then put all his life savings on top of that and he put it into a crypto coin called Dogecoin. Um, if you don't know what crypto coins are, they're kind of like, let's go with shares. Um, except this one's a joke. It has a picture of a doggy or a doge on it. <laughs> so he went all in, all in. Now, he may have done this moments before it blew up. So, sorry, let me say that again. He went all in with his life savings, 250000 dollars worth of loan and he did it just before the coin blew up <laughs> so as he put all his chips in he ends up earning himself around 11 million dollars not a bad bet or gamble now am i encouraging this type of gamble absolutely not because it is a gamble you don't have true security in joke cryptocurrency. There was no eternal security in any of it. And that's what the difference of what Luke wants to convince you of. He wants you to be all in. But he wants you to know that above and deeper than cryptocurrency or that neat share or that gamble or bet, he wants you to know that this isn't any of that. That there's one thing that fulfills everything. There's one sure thing. There's one certain thing that you can have security now in and eternal. That you can be all in on. That you can undiversify your portfolio. Because what a anxious, unfulfilling, tiring, stressful, unproductive way to live. Trying to please everything trying to keep it all safe because it'll always be something better or bigger or oh it's just gross rather church i invite us in to explore so that rather knowing that everything you do marriage family work hobbies it can be builded and rested upon jesus i know i need this reminder from luke i know i need to ask myself these deep questions daily so here's the invitation for those here and those listening online such a short invitation today over the next six months or even longer bring a notepad with you take some notes read at home with your friends and family explore this book ask real questions of each other Wrestle with Jesus afresh in this season. Journey with us in Luke. If you can't come, listen on the podcast. Let's do this together. Let's ask tough questions together. Let's ask the type of questions our world is asking. But we get to ask it with Jesus. 
Let's grow our certainty, our security and our peace in knowing that there's one thing worth putting everything, our whole life behind, all in. And it's Jesus. We're going to take communion in a moment and then we're going to tell some stories. Talk some stories of the good things Jesus is doing. We're going to give an account as Luke is going to do for us over the next few months. Tell some stories of things God is doing amongst us and in us. Encourage us, remind each other of his fulfillment, of the security we can have that Jesus is enough. And we're going to start with communion, obviously. One of the best, or the best examples of Jesus fulfilling prophecy, hundreds of prophecies, of Jesus fulfilling what God has kind of always set out to do from the moment we disobeyed. God's plan for bringing us back, for making us secure both now and eternally, through Jesus, through his life, his ways, and the cross that he gave his life up for so that we could be brought back to the Father, forged away. And we're going to do that right now through a little bit of bread, a little bit of juice. Remember his body and blood given for us and be refreshed at the moment and reminded that when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. It is done. It has been fulfilled. Rest in him now. Let me pray. And we'll um, just so excited to ask this question together. Is Jesus enough in this season? I believe he is, of course. But it's great that we can wrestle with this deep stuff. Let's, um, let's, let me pray. Father, I just pray for this series. I pray we're reminded of the intention of Luke, the writer here, as he asks the question, as he paints a picture of the things Jesus did, said, lived and died. Father, that we may grow in certainty of the things he can do and has done and will do. And Father, we thank you for the cross. and We thank you for this reminder right now, the things he's already done. Let this series, let your word of God be an encouragement to us. Feed us and grow us in Jesus' name. Amen. One down, but that was a short one.